Welcome back for another episode of Kentucky Daily. I'm Derek Terry, joined by Sean Smith. Sean braved the the elements down there in Thompson Bowling Arena, a tough place to play where Kentucky was defeated by Tennessee 76 to 63 last night. Sean, it was a, it was a rough night, a rough night for Cal's guys. Yeah. uh, A rough night in a place where they've had quite a few rough nights over the years. Right. (laughs) And uh, last night was the perfect storm. You had Ty Ty Washington, not a hundred percent. You had Cal get the early technical that amped the building up even more. You had the dust up there at the end of the bench with Rob Harris and Ziegler and the entire team kind of gathering around and, and Tennessee responded to that. Kentucky did not. Tennessee goes on a 17 to one run following that. And uh, Kentucky just could not match what Tennessee brought last night, similar to what Tennessee couldn't match when Kentucky brought it at Rupp Arena a month ago. And I think there's middle ground somewhere between these two teams, Derek, that they're actually quality basketball teams and we'll play a close game. I think we're going to see a rematch in Tampa in the SEC semifinals. And if they do meet a third time, I think it, we can kind of expect it to be how it was in the SEC tournament a few years ago. I think it'll go down to the wire. I think last night said a lot more about Tennessee than it did about Kentucky, though. I think Tennessee is a quality basketball team that continues to climb and Ken Palm and offensive, and their defense efficiency has always been there. And last night they defended like it, and it, it made life hard on Kentucky. Yeah, you're right. They just keep climbing and climbing. They're up to 27th now. Um, they had a very good – I, I watch a lot of Tennessee games. Uh, they – I thought their first-half performance last night against Kentucky was as well as they've played all season on offense. They shot 54% from both uh, overall from the floor and also from three. They hit six threes in the first half. Uh, it was 6-3-11. Kennedy Chandler and, and uh, Santiago Vescovi, those two guys in particular, I mean, they scored 29 of their 46 points. There in the first half, they combined to go ten for fourteen with five threes. Out of I mean, they they dominated. They they played very very well, and that was kind of the disappointing thing I thought in the second half, Sean. Because for as bad as it had gone for Kentucky in that first half, you mentioned the seventeen to one run. They go out on a on a pretty good run, in kind of the not exactly on the first segment because the defense was pretty good in the first segment of the second half. But I think Kentucky committed like four turnovers. So those are four offensive possessions you had to cut into the lead where you didn't even get a shot up. But they ended up making the run, got it down to eight. They have the ball with over 13 minutes left. I mean, you're only down eight points like that. That's a ball game at that point, yeah. more, more than a ball game. I and mean, you had plenty of time at that point. Uh, but that's kind of how the game was characterized to me, just watching it, Sean. Two, two big things. The turnovers, like I mentioned, Kentucky had 14 turnovers, uh, which is high, but it's more so what Tennessee did off those turnovers. They scored 20 points on yep. those turnovers. And then the second thing, and it's something we've seen with this team at, at different times this year, two just like brutally long scoring droughts from from the field. They, they hit some free throws in those stretches. But they went, what, like over 10 minutes or over 11 minutes without hitting a shot from the field in the first half. And then in the second half, I mentioned they get it down to eight. Xavier Wheeler goes in, uh, way off balance, puts up a bad shot. And I, I think it was like seven minutes. Uh, the only – bucket Kentucky had in those seven minutes after that was a Lance Ware dunk or put back. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was a put back dunk, I think, um, which cut the lead back to eight. But then you go a long time without being able to score and Tennessee gets the lead back to 20 at that point. So really disappointing, I thought, in those two areas. Yeah, when, and that was my biggest fear going into this game. And I was going in under the assumption that Ty Ty Washington would not play. And I was concerned if, if Kentucky had those droughts that that would extend four or five minutes 
you know, what, what, you know, what would that do? Like who would go get a bucket for him? I didn't think they would go essentially a half with one made field goal. Cause that's pretty much what it was when you yeah. add them, the, the two together. And that's hard to overcome, especially when Tennessee was hot from three point range. I mean, a lot of those shots that they made last night, whether it was Chandler, Ziegler, Vescovy, there was no rim on those shots. They were a lot of nothing but net uh, field goal attempts. And I think the story was how good Kentucky's backcourt was at Rupp Arena a month ago. Tennessee's backcourt won the game last night. Yeah. All those guards, Ziegler, Chandler, Vescovy, they, they put points on the board. They took care of the basketball. They turned Kentucky over. And it was kind of the story of the backcourts. I know Oscar, he didn't have a, a great night, but it's one of those nights where he still was effective. He still had a double-double. And uh, but it just wasn't enough. And they were minus one in minutes that he played, which means it was kind of a you know an even game. But Oscar going to the bench with two fouls early in the first half, Ty Ty Washington not being 100 percent, the atmosphere. I don't know what it is about that place, Derek. I know you've been there covering games. John Calipari feels like he's on edge every time he steps in that building. And I know he gets animated at other places and gets fired up, but it just feels different. Like he is on edge from the moment the game starts. And I thought that the early technical, I mean, I get it. Like it was a horrible call on Oscar and he said what he needed to say, but then I, I could read his lips and he took it a little too far. And that's what got him the technical. It felt like that that was the moment that it just kind of amped them up even more over there and probably not the building to do that in because we've seen it go the wrong side or go the wrong way for Kentucky often at Thompson Bowling Arena. I mean, three years ago they had a game with PJ's team where I think they actually played worse than this Kentucky team did last night. And then we saw how they were able to get it together. But I don't know what it is about that place. It, it brings out John Calipari and uh, <laughs> there's an edge to him when he's in that building. And honestly, I, th I think the whole team felt it. Yeah, that, that's that's a good building. I mean, that's uh, I like that arena a lot, and they were obviously very amped up for that Kentucky game. Uh, you know, you talk about the the game a few years ago with PJ's team. It was that was a very good Tennessee team. Of course, it spent time at number one. Kentucky beat Tennessee when Tennessee, uh, Tennessee was number one at Rupp by double digits. They went back down there, lost by double digits. Um, somewhat similar. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Reed Travis was unavailable that game in Knoxville too. And of course, Ty Ty was not unavailable last night. He was just very limited. And that really felt like the first game to me though, Sean, since Notre Dame, I mean, you could point toward towards injuries for sure at LSU and also at Auburn with Ty Ty getting hurt that game last night though, that feels like the first time where it was really just clear that they were not going to win that game. Ty Ty played 12 minutes. Um, wasn't horrible. He did have three turnovers, but again, he, Another thing too with that injury he has, and I don't I don't even know specifically what it is, just the fact he was able to go through warm-ups and play though is obviously encouraging. I didn't feel like he did anything last night that maybe made it worse. At least I hope he didn't. No. It's just to me it seemed like a lot of frustration because like you could tell he didn't have the same well, kind of explosiveness he normally did. And he committed a turnover there. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of felt like to me where it was like, I'm not gonna be as effective as I need to be in this game. And I think they made the right call to get them out at that point. Now, what that means long-term, like for this big game against Alabama and then LSU next week, I don't know. My initial gut says he probably won't play against Alabama, just knowing how it was against Tennessee. But that's like more than anything. I mean, it's, it's tough to lose a game like that to one of your big rivals, but nothing is going to be accomplished for this team in March unless Tata Washington's healthy. No, and, and honestly – I predicted yesterday that Kentucky would win 81 to 78. And that was with Ty Ty Washington not playing there. And then maybe you can, 
you can throw this a different direction, but the way he was last night, he obviously was not 100%. Kentucky might have been better off just starting that game without him because there were a couple of plays there where he would try to make a move like he normally would, and you could tell that the ankle was bothering him, and he would turn it over or he couldn't strongly get to the plays and get to the, the moves that he wanted to get to. And I think that let's, – let's say that he was at about 65 70% last night or, or 75%. That's 75% physically, but when you put the mental side in there, he's probably under 50% because he was 110% thinking about that injury when he would make moves last night. It was on his face. And then that dust up there at the end of the bench, and that was – I don't remember the exact time, but there were still 10-plus minutes, I believe, in the first half when that happened. There was a picture Keeley has of John Calipari and Rick Barnes kind of coming together and talking. In the background, there's one player that's not in that grouping down there in the corner, and it's Tata, and he's sitting on the bench holding his ankle, and he's in pain. Like, you can see the pain on his face. So, I mean, I, I give him a ton of credit for trying to go and trying to help his team last night, but it just kind of feels like one of those things that when, when you look out there and you have a guy that's slow to close outs on the defensive end, he's not able to make the moves offensively and get by somebody, so you're pretty much playing four on five unless he's wide open and can hit a three like he did in the corner, I think that that throws you off rhythm. And I, I want to I think that Kentucky might have been better off just starting the game without it and kind of being full speed from the top and the tip. Now, I know that they got out to an, an early lead, mm-hmm. uh, but that quickly and, – and I, I just think now the biggest fear for me, Derek, is does that injury become a mental thing for him because he was frustrated on the bench there in the second half. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, he, he certainly was. Um, a couple other things. As much as we talked about Tata's injury, Toppin also returned from an ankle injury that he had at South Carolina. I thought he did a lot of really good things last night. He, he might have been like the one guy, because you could go through here and pick out something negative about every single player. It's just how it is when you lose a game like that. But I thought Toppin, he hit 11 points, five and on shooting, six rebounds, um, only one turnover. I can only remember him taking one. I guess you would say bad shot, and it was late in the game. And you know, the game was decided. He bricked the three, but I thought he brought a lot of energy. He just, he just, he helps his team so much. Um, Keon, I mean, he's he had his really good stretch there. This is two straight games where he's not been very good. That was another thing too, Sean. I thought give credit, no doubt, to Tennessee. Whenever you hold a team to thirty-four percent shooting, you're doing good things there. Also felt like Kentucky just missed a lot of shots that this team has normally made this season. Keon went one for six, and a lot of those were not tough shots, honestly. They just didn't fall for him. Kellen Grady, 
same deal. I mean, Kellen, you know, they did a good job taking him away. Didn't get too many clean looks, but even then he went two for six from three. Mance has to go four for 12 just to get to 11 points, you know? So these shooting percentages were, were very poor from Kentucky, but I thought it was kind of a perfect storm of you had the revenge factor for Tennessee. I think that's a very real thing. You had them playing very, very well offensively, and you had a Kentucky team that probably played a little bit worse than, than what it normally – I mean, definitely played worse than what it normally has. They did. And you were talking about all those shots that were missed. And, you know, Oscar's second foul that sent him to the bench, he missed a layup with his left hand yep. and then fouled. So there there were plays at the rim there, uh, a couple of plays there early in the game too that Davion Mintz takes a three before the half and wide open in the corner and can't get it to go. I thought that was a huge shot that kind of maybe could have swung some momentum in Kentucky's way. It just felt like every time Kentucky tried to make a run, either something would happen that would get the building into it again or there would be a turnover or Tennessee would make a three. It, it was the perfect storm for Tennessee to, to do what it did last night. Yeah, I thought so, uh, certainly. But, again, uh, I'm with you. This is a quality team. I, Tennessee, by the metrics, I mean, you look at them in Ken Palm, they're up to number 10. Not a single bad loss this season. Matter of fact, their worst loss uh, is not even a bad loss. I mean, on Ken Palm, it's to Alabama on the road with two starters down from what I remember. And, uh, you know, Alabama's 19th in Ken Palm. So, um, they also have home wins against – Oh, yeah, against Arizona and against Kentucky. That's the number two and number three team in Ken Palm. I just, for whatever reason, though, and maybe I'll need to change my opinion on this the more that they go, I just don't quite view them as a Final Four contender. Um, perhaps they should be. I mean, by the metrics, you would think they're kind of right there as a team in the mix. I just don't feel like maybe they have the ceiling of a team like Kentucky or Auburn. But um, probably don't have enough time to get into it on this episode. Maybe tomorrow we'll have some time. But – Adam Luckett, and I don't know if he was the only one, but I was reading his story last night. I did not realize, Sean, with that loss last night and kind of how Tennessee has been surging, how Arkansas is playing, there's a real shot that Kentucky's a four seed in the SEC tournament. And that is not something I had accounted for at all uh, this year. I thought, you know, they were playing pretty well. I didn't think they'd be anything worse than a three. But that game at Arkansas coming up, um, which, of course, Arkansas-Tennessee play this Saturday, but then Kentucky goes down there on uh, – the, on the 26th so that that game is going to have a lot of importance in terms of seating for tampa it is it, it's it's going to be very important and uh, the sec to me Derek, it just kind of you look at this and, and i think that they have teams that are going to make deep runs in the ncaa tournament uh, mm -hmm. tennessee good basketball team when you dive into their resume and you see that there's no bad losses now they have those two top five wins both of them at thompson bowling they're going to get auburn there they're going to get arkansas there you can kind of – it wouldn't shock me to, to see Tennessee favored in both those games, the, especially given that they're undefeated at home and what they just did to Kentucky. It wouldn't shock me at all. It, it's going to be interesting to see where Kentucky falls. I think that this is going to kind of motivate Kentucky and get them dialed back in. They, they, need to, they need to come back home and pick up a win Saturday. Who knows about Ty Ty Washington's status. Uh, but when you look at it, this is the most important game on the schedule for Kentucky is the game after this loss. Because if you lose at Alabama Saturday, now you're starting to spiral a little bit. So right now you're somewhere in between a one and a two seed. I think that they drop off the one line for sure after last night. I don't, I don't know who moves up. Maybe Kansas, maybe uh, one of those teams there. I, I remember Purdue and Baylor on Lenardi's two line. I know Duke there last night struggled. 
uh, won a close game in overtime against Wake Forest, but you're somewhere between a one and a two. As long as you just don't have a bad loss the rest of the way, you're probably still somewhere between a one and a two heading into Tampa and kind of your your destiny is in your own hands. And it's it's going to be a tough league tournament. Kentucky's got four quad one games remaining out of the next five. It, the, the schedule's tough. Think, thank mm-hmm. goodness the next one's at Rupp and the one after that's at Rupp too because uh, let's say Ty Ty's out for a game or two. They're going to need Kentucky fans to be at its best at Rupp Arena to, to get a couple of wins here before they go on the road to Arkansas because that one is going to be a very tough game. Yeah, hard to believe this will be the first back-to-back uh, stretch coming up for Kentucky at home since December. From what I can tell, they played Missouri and High Point back-to-back. Of course, they played Western Kentucky as well, so they had a three-game home stand. And since then, they've not had uh, <laughs> back-to-back home games. But, Sean, can you remember a time – as I can't, but maybe I'm just forgetting. As of today, and we'll see if this holds up by the end of the year, Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee are all undefeated at home. I cannot remember a time this deep into the to the season that three teams in this conference were like – I mean, those teams are basically unbeatable in their buildings, or have been so far. They are. I, I don't remember. I don't remember anything like that. And, and that's where I think that the league as a whole is just continuing to get better and better. And, and I think that last night was the perfect storm. And Tennessee is one of the few places in the league that can create an environment like last night. I know Kentucky's gone to LSU. Uh, Auburn is a great environment. 9,000 people. I've been there. But Derek, I'm telling you, last night was the loudest I've ever heard Thompson Bowling. And it's 20,000 plus. I don't know if it's because Kentucky come in number four in the country. They hadn't done that in a few years now where they come in that high or highly ranked. I don't know if it was the way Kentucky beat them in Lexington a few weeks ago, but there was some extra juice in that place last night. And I think that Tennessee fans, in addition to its team, felt the revenge factor. And I just I don't know if, if Kentucky could even at full strength with a healthy Ty Washington could have survived what they ran into last night. The same way Tennessee – couldn't survive what they ran into in Lexington a month ago. And I just think that it's just this league has really good players. I mean, that backcourt was great last night for them. Kennedy Chandler played up to his ranking. Yeah. And, you know, Ziegler, Ziegler is a very solid player for what for what Rick Barnes got in him and what he is right now and what you probably think he could turn into over the next couple of years. That's a guy that Kentucky's going to have to deal with for a bit. Uh, Fulkerson was good. You got the good version of Fulkerson last night. I, I thought they did, did an excellent job os- isolating Oscar and taking him off the bounce. He could not match what Fulkerson was doing. Tennessee played well the same way Kentucky played well a month ago. This league is full of quality teams that I think are going to make runs in the NCAA tournament. But as far as atmosphere and what Tennessee could create, you had good energy from the crowd. You had a very good basketball team. You had a really good coach there's not many places where you can run into scenarios like that. You can get great environments, but you might not have the talent or you can get talent, but might not have the environment. Last night was the perfect storm. And then Tennessee took advantage of it. And that was a very big win for them. And I think that's a team Derek that the way they're playing right now, probably I think they should at least be on the three seed line, get a win against Auburn or Arkansas. You could start. I think Tennessee can get to a one, but I think they can certainly do. Yeah, they're at 19 and six. Uh, basically, have gimmies. You would think they are on the road, but they play Missouri and Georgia. Uh, you would think they will win those games. So, at minimum, you're looking at 21 wins for this team in the regular season, two games against Arkansas, and then you get the home game against Auburn. So, still a chance to add onto their resume. Kentucky, big stretch coming up. We'll be back uh, 
should be able to record the next few days if you're available. So we'll dig into a few other things we couldn't get to on this episode. But as always, uh, this episode of Kentucky Daily was brought to you by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, London, Pondville, and Williamsburg. Go and check those guys out. But until next time, I'm Derek Terry. He's Sean Smith. We'll see you on the next episode of Kentucky Daily. 